passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When Ryan's when it's time to begin, it's on the rewind around with John Pollock and waiting. The eighteen that makes sense of these things we see in the ring every week on TV. It's rewind around for Monday night, download a Tuesday morning from the post wrestling site. It's rewind around for Monday night on USA now on the John and Wade take the mic. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rewinder Raw. It's John Pollock here alongside Wei Ting. How are you tonight, Wei? I'm doing okay, John. Um, I just want to bring this up because uh, we're not going to... It, it would uh, make sense just to do this right off the top. This is literally just coming out now um, from uh, the NBC affiliate in the Bay Area that... Uh, I'm just going to read this right from the piece. San Jose police are investigating a shooting near Monterey Highway and Bailey Avenue. Uh, sources with direct knowledge of, of the investigation confirmed for NBC Bay Area that the shooting reported Monday involves UFC and WWE star Cain Velasquez. People will only say one man has been taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries and another man has been arrested. It is unclear how Velasquez is involved. Uh, the former heavyweight champion and wrestling star was born in Salinas and lives in the South Bay. So that is literally just... Uh, coming out now so we will obviously uh follow that um and i i mean that's about as uh, unclear as 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 it sounds that apparently someone was wounded but velasquez was allegedly involved in in some form or fashion in this hmm. wow anyway we'll uh, follow up on that uh more on tuesday uh but just want to get that out of the way because uh it's just coming out now but other than that how are you i'm doing all right yeah, doing all right. Um, uh, the rest of the world, I'm not so so sure. You know, it's uh, yeah. Sorry, it just uh, you know, you bring that up, it just kind of reminds me. Uh, you know, as always, of course, that there's there's a whole there's a whole mess uh, of a world that's that's out there beyond these sort of uh, walls of, of professional wrestling and, and combat sports. So, of course, you know, we we. Uh, we uh, send our wishes to anybody affected by, uh, you know, current conflict over in in, in the Ukraine and uh, really, I guess, anywhere else if, if you're going through a shitty time. Yeah, I, I completely uh, think the same. I think that has been weighing heavily on, on, on many people. Um, but, you know, you, you know, just just watching it from afar, it's it's horrifying. Uh, and I've kind of been following it very closely and it's it's very hard just to uh, follow it. I can't I cannot even fathom how, being you know firsthand involved in what's going on over there yeah uh we want to start off the show because um off the top we are making some adjustments to our live format uh, we have been doing these shows uh, live after raw and dynamite for our double double ice cap and espresso patrons and then of course friday's uh rewind to smackdown show uh, for all of our patrons but for the month of march beginning in march which is tomorrow uh, we're going to be adjusting the uh the live 
format of which we do these ways. So do you want to kind of uh, let everyone know what we've been discussing and the plan that we have come up with uh, moving ahead? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is something that we've, you know, made made a perk for our double double uh, plus um, members of the Patreon, of course, which is basically twelve dollars and up. Our free t- or, or sorry, our, our main tier is six dollars and above, and that gets you access to all the shows, of course. But uh, for people who choose to support us at that extra level, either at twelve, twenty five, or fifty dollars a month, we give them, among other things, you know, the a- access to raw and dynamite reviews right afterwards. Uh, and you know, it's usually a very intimate group of people. Um, and hello to all of you guys who are in here right now. Um, but I think because we want to try to get more people listening to the shows and take advantage of, I think the time right after these shows where conversations about raw and dynamite are at its highest, we're going to put these out for free live right afterwards so live access to rewind to raw and rewind to dynamite uh after every single of those show uh one of those shows at youtube.com slash post wrestling so uh live access to these shows for free for everybody and uh you know i i talked about it with the group that that's here right now but i think you know to compensate for the lack of that perk at the uh, double double tiers. By the way, everybody has been just like you know anybody I've mentioned this to has been super supportive. Everybody just really wants us to like you know do what's best for the business. But I'm going to like try to figure out some sort of merch thing, you know, just to 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 make those tiers worthwhile as well. So there's that. But then uh, of course Fridays continue to be a Patreon exclusive show. Rewind to SmackDown, where we review SmackDown and Rampage. Uh, however, um, we're just giving the store away, John. Like we're just in like you know, uh, giving moods, aren't we? Because we're going to give the first half hour, about the first half hour of Rwanda SmackDown, also for free, live right after uh, SmackDown and Rampage on Fridays. So uh, usually it's about like eleven o'clock East, Eastern time. We'll go live at YouTube.com/slash Post Wrestling. And uh, do the show for about half hour and then, you know, direct everybody over to Zoom if you want to continue listening to the rest of the show. So typically that would probably be like a good portion of the SmackDown review. And then uh, we'll probably do Rampage and phone calls and all that good stuff afterwards exclusively for patrons. Yes, so that's going into effect this week. So Wednesday will be live at YouTube.com slash Post Wrestling. We're making a big push for the YouTube channel, so please subscribe to the channel, and that is where we will be live every Monday and Wednesday night, and then you can catch the uh, the first half hour of SmackDown. And then when that half hour is up, you'll be saying, damn, I wish I could hear this whole show. And that's when we, me and Way can say, we got him. Well, that's the hope anyway. We will see how that works out. It's also a brand new month, uh, so we can let everybody know that uh, March is going to be a very packed month on the site. For those that do want to join the Post Wrestling Cafe, we will be dropping our, I think this is our fourth or fifth volume of talk. I I looked it up today. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, But yes, we will be dropping a new edition of Talk, uh, which is kind of more more so uh, Way and I just chatting about stuff like this, about how the business is going, uh, topics that we aren't really going to get into much on our 5,000 other shows. So it does make it unique in that sense. And I was like, uh, I always look forward to doing these ones uh, with Way. So that's dropping on Tuesday. And because of the way the month of March works out, 
three editions of Rewind Away uh, throughout the month uh, with reviews of TNA Hardcore Justice, ROH Supercard of Honor from 2017, an event that Way and I watched live at the venue with Muhammad King Molawal. Oh, yes, that is correct. One day after he fought Quentin Jackson. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, and then flew all the way to uh, to Florida for uh, Supercard of Honor. So we'll be chatting about that one, and then at the end of the month, going back and reviewing the draft edition of SmackDown from July of 2016, which set up the current um, brand split. That here we are, six years later, and they they have still kept the rosters, I guess, as separate as WWE can possibly define the word separate. But um, those are going to be the three reviews uh, for this month. And that will also take you into WrestleMania week. Uh, We are going to have heavy, extensive coverage with many uh, post-wrestling cafe bonus shows that week of WrestleMania going into April and the weekend of WrestleMania. So postwrestlingcafe.com, $6. It gets you in the door, access to all of the bonus shows, rewind to SmackDown, archives, and so much. Every single day, uh, right after we're finished, the audio podcast of our post daily news update so get an audio update uh catching you up on all the news every single day sometime in the afternoon uh, as soon as we're done recording it uh that's that's uh that's a perk we try to give for the patrons but you know if you just want to listen to it on youtube or watch it on youtube and also all the all the other things we thank you for your attention as well and uh just for this week, though, the whole schedule is up on the site. Of course, we will have a Revolution post-show uh, this Sunday night with Wayne and I going live. Eric and Phil are going to be doing the UFC 272 post-show on Saturday. Uh, and then we have all of our regular shows. We're going to have a post-pro res with WH this week. And for those that are in Toronto, if you want to watch AEW Revolution live, a watch-along is being coordinated with the one and only Braden Harrington. And if you want all of this information, it is pinned at the top of the Up Next Twitter account, at Up Next Podcast. Uh, but the watch-along is happening at the Hard Luck Bar this Sunday night. And you can uh, find all the ticket information there. Go to Up Next Podcast on Twitter. And all of the information is there of how you can get your tickets and watch what will probably be a pretty great show with a, a bunch of other wrestling fans in Toronto. If you and I weren't doing this, like we, go we were this. doing a podcast, I would 100% go go and watch this in, with the crowd um and, and, and having some king's crown nachos you know like it it just it sounds awesome and i don't know how brayden was able to pull this off but somehow he did um so you he know got this in blog on blog to yeah i know i know it's it's amazing so uh hopefully the you know the turnout is good and and maybe it'll mean more in the future yeah, it's uh it's a great idea, an initiative all on Braden. We really had nothing to do with this. So uh do do support Braden and uh that's happening uh the, the Sunday. So lots of coverage of Revolution uh, throughout the week. And of course, the post daily news shows live every day this week, Monday to Friday, one Eastern, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can find us. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to get into Raw? Big edition of the show, way. A lot happened, yeah. Let's a get into it. A lot did happen. And we have a new theme song for Raw. Uh, see, I wondered, I wondered if this was new. Cause like, I, I mean, it felt new to me, but then I looked it up and, and it looked like it debuted, it might've debuted like back in December. I skipped, I skipped the opening lifetime. So really, did it really debut in December? Like the song's called greatness, right? So yeah, I looked this up and I mean, chat room, let me know, let me know if, 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 if it's brand new or, or not. 
I cannot imagine that I, I I remember what the previous theme was, and I don't recall hearing this song before tonight, but I could very well be wrong by this. But anyway, Greatness opened up the show from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, and starting the show was Kevin Owens in his ridiculous-looking cowboy hat and Seth Rollins for an edition of the KO Show. Neither man has a spot yet at WrestleMania. You know what their biggest problem is? They have not issued a challenge yet. Mm. They need to take a... Like, Naomi's not booked at WrestleMania. She corrected that problem. She's got a match at WrestleMania. They've got to issue a challenge. I mean, does it depend on the division, though? You know, no one's challenged for the women's titles because I guess nobody really cares about them. But plenty of people want the tag team titles. Apparently, not too many people wanted to face Edge. (laughs) Yes. They had a week to wait, and he waited to the last minute. No one was running to that entrance to confront him until finally someone's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. By the way, Devin in the chat room says this the the theme song started in November of twenty second of the last year. So this greatness song on Raw. That's that's that's. I don't believe what Devin says. I do not believe that. Well, I mean, I looking this up on on YouTube or or at least on on Google. I mean, it's it's been out there since December. So. The song or it being on Raw? Like the song and people in, in the, the videos are titled Raw, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Sure. Brand new. It's brand new to the, today. Um, so they explain that neither has a, a spot at WrestleMania, but that's all going to change when they win these tag titles next week in the triple threat. Kevin Owens goes on about how JBL and Shawn Michaels, these Texas legends, are desperate for my attention. I can't stand Texas. And he stomps the hat. And Rollins reminds him, we're not in Texas tonight. We're in Columbus. And out comes Alpha Academy in their new shoosh shirts. Yes. Mm-hmm. They made fun of the way Gable says, thank you. Then they reminded them that they're the tag champions. And Owen says, that is until next Monday. Gable made fun of Ohio State University, calling it a community college. And Gable said that you two have had your chances to be at WrestleMania I've never even been on the show. And Rollins suggests, well, we could win the belts from you and then face you at WrestleMania. They get into a shoosh battle that ends with Owens hitting a stunner onto Gable. Mm-hmm. Were you on the floor? Uh, were you trying to recover <laughs> from the, your, your, were your ribs just tearing apart from the laughter? I think they were expecting the crowd to just lose their minds at this uh, interaction. I, I've i been uh, more of a defense. I've enjoyed Gable, fr- frankly. I know you yeah. have not been as much into the Gable stuff. No. And I, I thought Gable and Owens, that seems like chemistry that would work really well. I found this to be pretty grating. I, I couldn't stand this, you know, and I, I guess, you know, this is always like maybe part of it's like Raw's writing for certain characters like this. It's like either Riddle or, or Gable. They're supposed to be so annoying that you're, you can't stand it. Um, I, I it was like it was the type of like, I mean, I wanted to change the channel. Like, I don't find Chad Gable really funny at all. I It's just not my type of humor. But a lot of people find Matt Riddle funny. So I, I, I don't doubt a lot of people might have enjoyed this. It's just like, to me, it feels so, like, it's just, it's just so pre, pre-written. pre And um, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think it's really for me. Well, it's, uh, it's, a, it, it's an acquired taste, I guess. So... Uh, we go into an impromptu tag match that was just put together, and Jimmy Smith says it's a match with serious title implications. I was like, wait a minute. 
Next week, Alpha Academy are defending these titles. Owens and Rollins are guaranteed this title match next week with RK Bro. This has no implications on next week. None. Um, well, momentum, of course. Match is set. Maybe the odds change, you know? No, because unless one of them adds a new person, the odds cannot change by WWE's own own definition of how odds work. Right, so you're right. They would yeah. they would have to like give birth to somebody and they'd be part of the match. Hmm. Uh, Otis hit the Otis effect onto Kevin Owens, his spinning elbow. Uh, there was some timing issue here with the senton, so Owens just hit a second one, and uh, ro- pretty much Rollins and Owens worked this as the baby faces. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody has to be a baby face. I guess so. Yeah. So it's the the guy who who hates Texas and uh, and Seth here that were the baby faces. And let me say, they are an awesome baby face tag team. Yeah. Rollins got the hot tag. The crowd's going wild. There's a chaos theory by Gable that stopped with an Owen super kick, Fisherman Buster over the knee, and then Otis goes for the Vader bomb, followed by Gable going for a moonsault, and then Rollins saves. There's a stunner that gets countered by Gable's German. And then he goes for another moonsault, lands on the feet, and this finishing sequence, okay? Try and follow this if you did not see it. Just close your eyes. Owens, with the pop-up, is caught by Rollins. Gable is driven across with a buckle bomb into a stunner and a stomp, and Rollins pins Gable. Uh, I I thought this was a great match, and this ending sequence was, like, right out of a a video game. I thought this was a really enjoyable match. This was the best match on the show for me. Oh, totally, totally agreed. Absolutely. I mean, you know, these two, um, I, I think they they can work this sort of like PWG crazy video game like style really well. And for whatever reason, if they're up against a heel team, they let them do it uh, before it was like doing stuff with the bloodline where they were um, working as baby faces. And now I guess it's against the, the Alpha Academy. But I mean, their long term plan still seems to be as heels. Of course, Owens with the Austin program coming up. So, um, no, yeah, make Austin the heel in Texas. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, because it worked out so well last time. Yeah. Um, I, so, you know, at some point, I would really love to see these two, if they decide to stake them together as a, a fully fledged babyface team. I will say, though, I mean, even though I, I, I enjoyed the match. The division just feels so unimportant. The belt seems so unimportant that it's hard not to feel like it's some sort of demotion for a Rollins and Owens. But when it comes which, which to which is wild, because I cannot remember a time that we got so many tag team matches on this show. Like just the men's tag matches, we had one, two, uh, three, three tag matches with six hmm. teams. Like you have six, like teams that you can actually that are not even makeshift teams if you want to call Rollins and Owens a makeshift team but they're kind of paired right now as an uh, as an actual team WrestleMania is is sort of the time of year where where all of a sudden people start actually caring about the tag team titles because usually I suppose it means you know a spot on the show but outside of of this little period I mean nobody cares about like let let Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode fight for that but now it's a it's a ticket to the show we had a video on Omos who was back, and he, uh, Kevin Patrick says that his year in WWE has been nothing short of a rampage. He's dominated everyone, and tonight he faces the largest man he's ever faced in T-Bar, and I'm going to dominate him too. And they had the audacity to tease this match and then send you to a commercial break with the hopes of you coming back for Omos and T-Bar. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you, Chris from LA was flipping over to see what was on any other channel but USA. No, the man did not have very nice words to say about Omos. Um, 
on, on the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, which was a great, great episode this past week. So Omos and T-Bar. T-Bar is knocked off the apron and is like flatlining. That is how bad this this uh, the shoulder block was. He's stumbling into the corner. The referee can't start the match until he's on his feet. The guy looks like he's about to pass out, but he's on his feet and therefore signals, he, oh, yeah, I, I can fight. And Omos just uh, lands a clothesline, tree slam, and uh, Omos and T-Bar goes 41 seconds. Um, yeah, it's really, really all you need. Are you kidding me, John? You know, like, I honestly, though, like, I, you know, at this point, I, I don't, I think it's, it's the Andre Battle Royal for Omos. And for that, you know, I don't need the guy to go 10 minutes. Um, he, but, but then what, like, I, he wins this Battle Royal. Like, where do we go after that? Well, then it's another year of this type of thing. And, and you give him a, a bit year. more. A well, year of this. Well, listen. I mean, he he's complete. He's still very green, right? And you still want to protect him, and and you do that through the squash matches until he's ready. Um, and I don't think he's ready, but I will say I think he's showing some good aggression and some good yelling. All the stuff they love about their their giants. Um, the wrestling is still incredibly basic. And I think at least a part of that is through their direction as well. They don't want their giants to do, you know, crazy, fancy moves. They get rid of the giants that do moonsaults and stuff like that. Yeah, look, that's look oh, Omos is handcuffed. They're not letting him do all his fancy moves that he learned in the PC. <laughs> we, we don't know. He could be pulling 450s out. Where's like, my, my, my standing 450? <laughs> but listen, like, you got you got guys like Dijak who are legitimately that tall and who can do crazy things. and he, They don't want any of it, you know, so... Uh, you know, this is it's a he's a Vince McMahon monster that they're they love to push. Nikki Ash and Dewdropper in the back. New, uh, Nikki's the only real superhero this show needs. Dewdrop says, "I'm fine being a villain." And Becky walks in and says, "All that matters tonight is winning." And I don't even mind the past issues with Dewdrop. So I was like, "Oh yeah, these two were at each other's throats a month ago," and says, "We're gonna win, just like I did at SummerSlam." And Nikki puts out her hand and she's left hanging. What a team. Yeah, you know, you have a fight and you tend to get over whatever issues. What was her issue with Becky? Uh Dewdrop. Um she just be- she just beat her up. Remember when she was uh she became the number one contender and then she attacked Becky. I mean it could have been worse. It didn't get too personal. Yeah, I I I struggle to, to think Dewdrop about what, got the, over what the issue was. Ripley and Liv Morgan are having uh the most natural pre match conversation. Liv says, it won't be easy tonight. What is your strategy? Now, mind you, they're in the go position, okay? They're about to walk out, and they're deciding, let's let's go over strategy in our seconds before our music plays. Rhea's strategy, brutality. Liv says, I like the way you think, Rhea. And then Belair walks in and says, whatever happens, just let me get Becky. And then they fist bump, and Rhea reluctantly takes part in this show of camaraderie i think like you know backstage skits like this really expose how little like the writing staff knows about these characters because they have to come up with a line for rhea ripley and the best that they could come up with is the thing the word that that's displayed on her titan tron you know, as as the, the 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 what is the character trait? Well, um, I mean, I don't know. Check out the video, like brutality, <laughs> brutality. You know. Oh, There's, here comes Bianca, the EST. <laughs> it's it's exactly that. 
um they they just have no idea like what what all these characters do and i don't think i i don't i i don't know if if there was much thought put behind um even the catchphrases like that um it just sounds kind of cool i guess so the six woman tag uh becky avoided belair at the beginning just tagged out to nikki um Eventually, it comes down to Belair and Nikki, who are left alone, and as Belair goes for the handspring moonsault, Becky's on the floor and grabs her by the wrists and pulls her down. Liv hits a suicide dive. Dewdrop sends Liv off the apron and is hit with a dropkick by Rhea, a brutality dropkick. And then Nikki hits a high cross, spinebuster by Belair, and then Becky is grabbing Belair by the braid, and they have a tug of war. Becky gets sent off the rope, and and Belair whips her with this braid and continues to whip her over and over. And Becky's got these huge marks all over her stomach as she's clutching them on the on the ground as she leaves. Nikki tries for a roll up, but Belair uh, kicks out KOD and pins Nikki Ash. And mm-hmm. they showed a replay. I swear to God, it had to have been a sound effect for this first whip. It was just so loud. It was so incredibly loud. Her braid, like, is is Walter's hand, you know? Like, it's it's the same effect. Uh, Excuse me? Gun- sorry, I'm sorry. I don't Gun- know Walter. Gunther. 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 Gunther's hand. Uh, it's... <laughs> I'll do that when I'm drinking. <laughs> it's it's so incredibly loud. And, and I mean, we heard first, of course, heard it with the, the Sasha match and... I don't know, like, I've never been whipped by a braid, John, and I don't plan to, but I just don't even know, like, how the surface area of a braid is able to, like, create that sort of sound. Um, Obviously, it was real, because you could see it in Becky's, you know, stomach, and I'm sure on Instagram later, you'll probably see um, the the worst effect of, of this that This was an Instagram injury. angle. Absolutely. But, you know, to me, the whole spot was built around that whip crack, and, I mean, that sound made it. You know, um, it was so loud. Becky immediately left the ring, clutching her waist and gave, uh, you know, KOD for the win. And, and it, it, to me, it was a very successful match, really just kind of heating up the program simply based off of that one spot. Robert Roode against Tommaso Ciampa. Now, Ciampa came out to a different theme song. Did this also change six months ago? Did he come up to a different? Oh, oh yeah, sorry, this is totally. This. this was not his NXT theme. That really? Why? To. Why did they do I mean, that? I mean, they changed his song. You can what did it sound like? Whatever you will. Um, not like his NXT theme. Not why something would, you would... Why would you, you would not... Honestly, song? if you heard this way, you would not remember it 30 seconds later. I mean, okay. Usually, like... Maybe... I, anyway, I, I don't want to speculate, but, like... Um, maybe it's a legal issue. Because, like, there's nothing wrong with that song whatsoever. Oh, it's not a legal song. issue. Way they've been running his theme song for, like, four years. You're right. Yeah, so I, I don't know why they would suddenly they change They just it. change stuff. They change stuff when people... I mean, I read it as a sign that, I mean, if they're going to the extent of giving him a new theme, um, and he's pretty much here on Raw every week, I mean... Uh, How long before he loses one of his names? And which and one which do you one keep? will it be? Yeah. Um, could be... See, Ciampa feels almost too exotic for WWE main roster. Yeah, well, Tommaso and Tommaso doesn't. Maybe Be Thomas. Tom. Tom. Tommy. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas the champ. Thomas the champ. Thomas the champ. <laughs> Thomas engine. the tank. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, he's cut a promo. He's going to 
teach Rude a grown up lesson. And that lesson was uh, avoid the fail, ter- uh, the fail, the fairy tale ending. And then Chompa knees Ziggler off the apron. Glorious DDT is countered. Roll up and Chompa catches them in 243, uh, but then got the piss kicked out of him. And Ziggler says he got lucky tomorrow night. You're going to see why we're the dirtiest dogs in the game. Dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a bulldogs, though, but just regular dogs. Regular dogs. Dirty yeah. dogs. Yeah. You know, uh, this continues the NXT integration on this show. And honestly, it's it's surprising me more every single week because this week we actually saw footage from NXT on this show. So it's it's actually more relevant now than ever. NXT is on, on the main roster. It's consecutive appearances for Tommaso Ciampa here, and it almost feels like a call up. I mean, if he wasn't identified as an NXT performer, like you would have, you could have sworn, okay, this is the new raw guy that they're they're pushing. They're giving I mean, him with, with the music and stuff. I think you have to believe that you know he's he's here every week. Um, mm-hmm. Even the weeks that he hasn't been on Raw, he's been doing like main event or um, you know he he's been there. That I and he's kind of like run the run the gamut on on NXT. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So hopefully it, you know, him being on, on Raw so often means that Vince has taken a liking, liking to him. And you know what? Again, we, I think we were all really concerned about the size thing. I don't think it, it's been an issue at all. I mean, it, it of course helps that he's been paired with people who are similarly sized like a Bobby Roode and, and a, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler. But yeah, in the mix with the guys like this and Balor, like he feels like he belongs here as much as a Bobby Roode does. Dana Brooke and Reggie versus Akira Tozawa and Tamina. Um, there was some cool stuff here with Reggie and Tozawa for the uh, the thirty seconds that they had to interact, and then Dana barely drop kicked Tamina to send her out. Uh, still called a beautiful drop kick, and then a running somersault splash by Reggie pins Tozawa in a minute forty two. And to celebrate the victory, Dana makes out with Reggie. And they're a couple now. So then Tamina is do looking couples, at... Do couples kiss like this? Like, this is the most awkward, like, sort of forced makeout session that I've ever seen. Um, well, uh, Corey Graves said, get Carmel out so we can show them how it's done. So maybe, mm. maybe they'll top them. And then Tamina started making out with Tozawa. And then he was about to faint. <laughs> So Akira Tozawa is presented here as though he's like 14 years old and has just had his first kiss. I thought he was, his acting was pretty funny. <laughs> um, you didn't no. Uh, um, it's, it's Tozawa. It's, the whole, the whole division is just, you know, a cast of like, uh, Looney Tunes characters that they're having portray, um, I guess in real life. And, you know, I'll say it's, it's, it's it's a different direction than you know simply people chasing our truth around or Reggie around. Um, they're keeping up with this love story, not just between one couple but two couples now. So um, there's a bit of freshness to it that makes it a bit more tolerable than maybe typical. we could get all these couples and put them into a reality setting. Reality shows for everybody is that what you want? No, one one big reality show with all of the couples. Okay, well, yeah, we could we could. They should really just like fold in total divas into the two twenty four seven division, and total twenty four seven. Total, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. The Street Profits cut a promo. They're facing RK Bro tonight. The Mysterios come out to respond to the Miz and Logan Paul. Ray says, "You dropped us and you humiliated us." Well, at WrestleMania, you're done. 
with all your BS, Miz. Take it away, son. But tonight, we're not focused on some Hollywood mega dumbass and his fanboy. We're focused on our match with the Hurt Business. Fuckers. (laughs) The Miz comes out, and he spent like a year going over everything he has accomplished. Made the title relevant. Married Maurice. Beat John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania as heard on Rewind Away last Tuesday. Two-time Grand Slam champion. And last week was one of his most proud moments. Two A-listers joining forces and says Logan Paul is more of a man than anyone in this arena. He went the distance with Floyd Mayweather Jr. (laughs) He's a social and NFT pioneer and he will become the most famous superstar next to me. And I even heard some cheers last week when we beat down the Mysterios. And says the fans are sick of watching the same old standard crap with the Mysterios. So Miz is trying to get over same old standard crap in the hopes that some crowd will chant this instead of same old shit. (laughs) Same Same old old standard crap. (laughs) Same old standard crap. (laughs) (laughs) S-O-S-C. That's a tough one. That's a bit of a mouthful. That's five. So oh, this this is gonna go in the graveyard next to uh, GFY. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he says the Miz and Logan Paul are newer and better. Newer, newer. Yeah, Miz is just like right out of the you know right off the lot, brand new. I mean, that, sixteen what, what, years. What, on what TV, the hell is Dominic then, if not new? He's newer than Logan Paul. No, he's same old standard crap. Ah, uh, okay. All right, sure, whatever. I mean, I thought the Miz sounded good here. You know, he he had the task of um conveying to the audience Logan Paul's accomplishments. He thought he did that. Well, Jimmy Smith did even one better when he said he is still trying to scrub the Mayweather-Logan Paul fight off of his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Ray and Dominic against the... Uh, this week, the Hurt Business is reformed with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I, I uh, think Ray- they, they must have just taken the Hurt Business with them, you know? Cause they got they, custody, yeah. Yeah, they must have kept the branding somehow. Um, they they kicked Bobby Lashley out, is what they did. Yeah, we, we, we had nothing involving Bobby Lashley tonight. Like, no update, nothing about Madison Square Garden. They promoted MSG, but there was nothing about like Lesnar's title defense or who he's going to be facing or even like how Lashley's shoulder is like, or I guess concussion. Yeah. I mean, I I suppose at this point it's like, okay, like if we don't say anything, it probably means um, you don't have to worry about it. You know, it's just so odd that they shot that angle last week, like hinting at this match that you knew like 95% is not happening. That's that's how I felt, but maybe I mean maybe they had an ounce of hope that he was somehow able to miraculously recover for MSG, but I don't think so. Like I don't I don't know. Of, of all the things you would be rushing to get back for, it's like WrestleMania is in doubt for him and looking not possible. Mm-hmm. How about four weeks before that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, they're an optimistic company. So uh, Grave says. It would be real cool if Dominic had to get a tattoo of Logan Paul's name on his hand after WrestleMania. <laughs> that would be great. That would be tremendous. <laughs> uh, so Benjamin misses a step-up knee, takes a tornado DDT from Dominic. Alexander makes the save. There's a spinning Rana to Alexander on the floor by Ray. And then Benjamin avoids the 619. 
and they go to the floor and Dominic, as he is climbing back into the ring, he leaves his leg outside of like under the rope forever. He's like not moving. And finally, Miz comes to grab the leg. He reappears. Ray chases Miz through the crowd and Shelton Benjamin rolls up Dominic in 433. The Hurt Business get a victory on Raw. This is it. This is when they're coming back. Momentum. Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't shouldn't they get this match at WrestleMania instead of the Mysterios? The Mysterios get beat up. Now they lose. Well, it depends if they uh, call a uh, answer an open challenge. That's all you need. See, they need to have like someone get in and interview the winners, like like Joe Rogan does, and then you you call out your opponent. You use your mic time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They should think about that. These guys are going to end up off WrestleMania. At this rate, this you, win will mean nothing. I don't think this win's going to mean anything. You know, uh, worried. Yeah, uh, Dom, Dom is like starting to incorporate even more of Eddie Eddie Guerrero's uh, moves. That he did like the slingshot somersault senton today, and I even think he's starting to grow a mullet. You noticing well, sure. that? No, I didn't. I, I it would be it would be the greatest thing if he just suddenly started to slowly transform into like you know Eddie Guerrero like nineteen ninety six. You know, I look forward to it. I, I would, uh, I would a little have to mustache. Some, I'd have to do some lessons during the week. I'd have to practice ahead of time if he starts doing Eddie promos. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Dommy. Dommy. Mm. Riddle is backstage with Randy Orton. He is uh, he's coloring in his coloring book to stay inside the line. So he stays focused. Orton is asked how he's doing. And Orton says that Riddle, you're doing fine. Riddle asks for some life advice. And he doesn't have any, but they're going to kick some ass and they're going to win back the tag titles next week. If it's the last thing we do. Hmm. I thought that was a very telling line. Hmm. Interesting. Where do you think this is? I mean, obviously it's mania season. Um, I, I think Riddle and Orton is going. I think now is the time they, they, they do this. Riddle hmm. takes the pin next week. Orton. I don't know if they, they can do a punt angle. But yeah, I think like this is the time you do it, and like I, th- I think it's kind of it's it's run its course. They've gotten a ton of mileage out of this, way beyond I think what they could have anticipated. Yeah. and um, mm-hmm. I think this is probably the match. I I took that line to be certainly very telling. Yeah, very interesting, and then, yeah, I I can't really think of any other programs for for RK Bro heading into WrestleMania, so it would make a lot of sense that we get that. So let's say. Next week would be the turn. Yeah, I think I think I think you have Riddle take the fall and, and then Orton attacks him to end the show. And I mean, that's two weeks out for Mania. So really one more edition of Raw to really like, you know, get your promo in and get to the match. Like it, it to me at this point feels almost like a little bit rushed. And that's funny to oh, they, say. They got more time than that. I mean, next week is the seventh. They've seventh. Got- yeah. And then they got one more show and then it's WrestleMania or sorry. Oh, sorry. Wait. I'm looking at uh oh two more two more shows. They got three. Oh, three more shows. Week. You're right. They, You're they right. got four. One, four. two, three. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, plenty of time, I suppose, to, to tell that story. Okay. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Do you think if they do the turn and Riddle is your baby face, do you think that they could make a more serious version of Riddle? Can they get away from this this prototype? That they obviously really like this version mm-hmm. of Riddle. Could you make him into more of a serious baby face? Or do you think this is going to be the, the Riddle? Like... Your Spicoli character. Hmm. Um, 
I think they can try. But I, the thing is, like, what he has going for him is that at least in ring, he's presented as somebody who is pretty competent, you know? Like, he doesn't always win, of course, but, I mean, his his offense looks great. So I think people will always buy him as a threat. Because um, if, if he gets, like, punted or something, or just some attack angle from Orton, he's got to come back with a serious promo. Mm, totally, yeah. And I haven't seen that serious promo from Riddle yet. So um, I I don't know if he's capable of it. But um, the audience will be upset that the team will have broken up. So maybe that's all they need. Uh, they replayed Naomi and Sasha's challenge, and Zelina and Carmella respond. Uh, there's a plug for Corey and Carmella. They accept the match for WrestleMania, and Carmella says that to celebrate their win at WrestleMania, uh, she's going to have sex with Corey Graves. Pretty much said that, yeah. They, they, like, they're really kind of like hinging on the show being, wow, they talk about sex a lot. Like, that's that's yes. the... the that's the 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 hook of the show. WWE is Akira Tozawa, a 14-year-old that uh-huh. has never had sex. And they are just enamored with this concept. So RK Bro against the Street Profits was next. Yeah. The stakes yeah. are so high, they note that even Randy Orton does not have a guaranteed match at WrestleMania. So Dawkins flips Orton on top of Riddle, and as he comes down, lands into a triangle. Ford knocks Orton off the apron, and there's a dive onto Riddle. They get the advantage on Riddle after the break. Hot tag to Orton, and he's in there with Ford. Riddle takes Dawkins to the floor. He's setting up for the RKO, but Ford blocks it, drop kick, and then Ford goes to the top, hits from the heavens, and Orton is just rolling over in pain. He goes to the, the corner, Ford goes to pin him, and Orton is reaching to put his foot on the rope, and Dawkins is there to prevent it from going on the rope. So they count three. The announcers aren't making any reference to Orton being hurt or any of this, but Orton is down. Everyone's checking on him, and the announcers are completely ignoring this. And right at the end, Orton does get to his feet, but they just go to a video package. So I don't know what happened here. I rewatched the, the From the Heaven spot several times, and it's hard to see if, like, Orton kind of jerked himself, but I don't know if just Ford landed somewhere awkward, uh, but it just felt like a very, um, the finish just felt completely off, kind of took the air out of this. Yeah, something something was screwy by the end here, but it, it was hard to, like, understand what, what 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 the plan was supposed to be because um why would he put his f- foot up on the ropes and why would Dawkins be there in position to push it off like that that even if if he didn't get hurt it wouldn't make sense to me that that entire thing so i i, I can know. see the the argument of having the street profits win this match if if you are going with RK bro next week is they're in this title match and you're breaking them off and they're getting split up. Owens and Rollins are going off on their path and Elf Academy needs challengers for mania. The street profits could be that team to be used for mania. But um, yeah, this ending was just seemed like it was, uh, I, I don't know. It was just all over the place here. So I'm sure whatever the finish was, they had to deviate from it. Kevin Patrick interviewed Owens and Rollins, and they're going over their potential for WrestleMania if they win the titles and where they can, who they can face. And Owens says he will be so excited to leave Texas after WrestleMania. 
They promoted the Madison Square Garden show. They had no matches to promote for it, just that we'll be there on Saturday. Maybe they should have played this card because Veer Mahan is coming to Raw. Maybe they could have used him to push those last-minute sales for Saturday. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll be on the Pat McAfee show. No, he probably will not be. Because uh, in the back, Austin Theory is seated with Vince McMahon. And Austin Theory is discussing the Pat McAfee show. And Austin Theory is listing off all the things Pat McAfee has done and how he signed this lucrative podcast deal and mentions it's been 20 years since you did your last sit-down interview. It's like, what timeline are you on, Austin Theory? Obviously, uh, Austin Theory was not getting the WWE Network. No, no. Nor a... uh, nor, nor following uh, other Vince McMahon interviews, but oh, he wasn't watching off the record. I, I guess not. No, no, he definitely did. Well, uh, well, hold on a second, though. Twenty years ago, that would have been after. But what what interview would have been twenty years ago? They were referencing this, uh, the real sports interview in this one, the one where Vince knocks the notes out of uh, the 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 host name was Armin Katayan, and he was the one who did the interview on HBO Real Sports, uh, and Vince knocked the notes out of his uh, hand. And this was actually written about in the, uh, in the Tinderbox book that just came out on HBO. They interviewed Vince McMahon and this was the incident they focused on. Uh, and that was 2003. So almost 20 years ago, but they are using that to build up this interview with the idea that Mr. McMahon, this is like the, the Damien priest uh, foundation here. It's the Vince. McMahon, will we get Vince McMahon or Mr. McMahon on Pat McAfee? Is he going to attack the host? And Austin Theory is worried about this. Says, what if what if Pat McAfee says something that gets under your skin? What if he tries to jump you? And Theory says, I could be right there and have your back. And Vince just gets up and says, it's not that type of show. And he walks off and Theory is left by himself as he th- says, but it could be. Mm, yeah. So. so. I think we're well, yeah. taking an angle on Thursday, way. That's that's my assumption from I this. I think so too. I mean, I think when this was announced, a lot of people were excited that maybe we'd get some sort of you know State of the Union address from Vince McMahon, where he'll um, I don't know shoot on AEW or or I don't know some <laughs> other talents. And I don't know, maybe you'll still get some sort of you know actual substance. But I mean, really, all signs kind of point towards this being a lot of story that's to come. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how much of it they mix in. This is going to be like, listen, Vince McMahon doing a sit down interview would be, you know, that that's always going to be fascinating. Vince McMahon having to go out and do a big angle to set something up for WrestleMania. Like this is not the Vince McMahon of 20 years ago. That was uh, mm-hmm. an all time great performer. This is someone that has had. I mean, th- th- this guy has really struggled as just in the performance side of things. And you have to go on to that show it's live and you have to do like him doing an angle as this character. Um, I think that's going to be very challenging. We will see how they'll, they'll do it, but you're also see. trying to do a knockoff of a real incident. Like whether it's the Bob Costas one or the, the Armin Catan one from HBO, like those are remembered segments that I think it's going to be very tough to uh, recreate here, but that's kind of what they're setting this up to be on Thursday. I'm curious to see Vince, though, perform outside of the constraints of his own environment that he's crafted for his talents. Like, I I feel like the the system that they've created for these backstage skits is so, like, um, 
constrained that even Vince can't necessarily escape it. So I have I have a feeling that like in the more kind of organic environment, like a podcast on a Pat McAfee show, I I'm optimistic that that he might come across better than he does in these. Yeah. So that's Thursday at noon. Uh, they knew it would be best not to go head to head with you and I for the for the news show. So we will come on right after that and <laughs> react. Mm. Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the United States Championship. Uh, Balor hit a Topekan hero, setting up the break. And then misses the coup de gras. Priest responds with a clothesline, spinning roundhouse kick, and the South of Heaven choke slam for the two count. The reckoning gets countered. Shotgun drop kick. Balor climbs up, hits the coup de gras. One, two, three. Finn Balor pins Damian Priest. And um, n- nice match that they had. It was kind of, you know, they. They had the the commercial break in the middle, but um, I would say like a semi-surprising outcome. A definitely su- surprising outcome. I mean, Balor is not somebody who wins a whole lot um, lately. And, um, you know, I, I certainly didn't pick him as somebody with a, a, a title uh, coming out of or, or heading into WrestleMania season. And certainly not somebody that I would have pegged to beat Damian Priest, somebody who they protected quite, quite, a, quite a bit. So, um, I mean, I would assume this, I mean, obviously this is setting up some sort of rematch, but where that rematch takes place remains to be seen. Um, maybe Balor's actually going to get a spot at WrestleMania. Priest gets on the microphone and says that the people carried Balor to win this title. They never gave me the motivation or respect during my entire title reign. And I was successful in spite of the fans. I'm going to win that belt back and the motivation won't mean a damn thing. And then he nails Balor with a clothesline, throws him to the floor and then border tosses him through the announcer's desk. So way Damien has taken over priest. Is that really what's happened here? Yes. Priest is gone. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Um, Damien priest, I think has been relatively, I mean, he really, I think, had his peak with with the Bad Bunny stuff about a year ago, and ever since then, it's it's sort of been dwindling. And I think any babyface who like has to kind of act the way that they expect their babyfaces to act, reading the lines that they <laughs> that they write for their babyfaces, it is impossible to get over. So we'll see if he does any so better. Let's just have a whole company of heels because this company, God knows we have way too many baby faces in this company. Uh, well, the thing is usually it's like, okay, well, at least like when they're, they're making them heels that there's no demand to, to actually get cheered. And, um, it's, it's a lot. I mean, they come across at least a bit more authentic when they're trying to, you know, get people to dislike them. So, um, they, then eventually the crowd, if they're lucky, will start cheering for the heels and they'll turn them baby face again. Yeah. So the man snapped for good. Final segment sees edge come out and he's been waiting for someone to step up and he asked anyone to come out. No one. What has happened to this place? And then AJ styles music plays and out comes AJ he accepts the match for WrestleMania, and both have wanted this match for a long time. Edge says, I don't want the AJ that fell into a mimosa. I don't want I don't want that version. I want the Bulldog, not the guy who was playing tag team bitch with Omos all year. And you hear AJ, is that what you think of me? And Edge 
puts out his hand and then he nails AJ and the crowd, uh, the announcers say, this is edge in full WrestleMania mode. And AJ fights back, sets up for the phenomenal forearm, but edge ducks and he kicks AJ right in the balls. And then he drops these forearms on AJ. These had to have been some lethal forearms and the low blow of all low blows. Cause AJ was like unconscious on the ring for a long time as edge was battling his his inner demon. It was pretty much like doing Damian Priest here. This was a uh, we had two turns um, in succession here, two back to back turns. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had back to back turns and Edge going to his dark place, and he's looking reluctant as he goes to leave, and then goes over to the timekeepers area and grabs the two chairs. AJ's still down face first in the ring, and Edge is having this inner battle whether he should do it. He goes to stop. He's torn. But then he finally takes the chair, nails him with the concerto, and then hits a second one. And Jimmy Smith says the words that were going through everyone's mind. WrestleMania did not bring out the best in Edge. It brought out the worst. Inexcusable. Mm, yes. And then his like hair started getting really poofy. Like, <laughs> Yes. I don't know if it's like the humidity wherever they were, or just the heel heat um, making the hair do that. But it looked really cool. He looked, he looked almost like a crazy, like Doc Brown type of <laughs> type of look. Uh, I, I like this <laughs> evil Doc Brown is Edge. I, I, I like this a lot. You know, it, it's an interesting direction. I didn't really think of, of, the, of them. I thought, you know, it might be like one of those double baby face type of matches. But Edge has been back for quite a while now, two years. And um, it's it's about time I, I we get to see him flex his heel muscles. Um, and against AJ Styles, who, man, we haven't seen as a babyface for really all that long, nor like developed as as much of a babyface since he turned uh, after Omos. It's going to be you, refreshing. You better like AJ because honestly, is 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 AJ like the biggest babyface on Raw now? <laughs> You're Dude, right. there's Let no babyfaces on this show. Okay, yeah, let's go back here. Let's let's think about who. I mean, we're not counting like Rey RK Mysterio, Bro. AJ Styles. I mean, RK Riddle. Uh, okay. Who else? Who else? Are, Rollins and Owens certainly aren't. No. Even though in that match they were. Um, who else on the show? We're talking about the men. And, yeah, of the men. Yeah, the you've men. got Bianca Belair. Belair, on. Belair's a, Belair is a big face. baby face. Uh, who else have we got here? Tommaso Ciampa? <laughs> is he a big Huge. baby face? Re- Reggie? Richie, um, the Street Profits, the yeah. biggest baby faces. Yeah, you're right. It's a like pretty Edge weak. and Damian Priest. Those are like they were notable baby faces. But um, there uh-huh. we go. That was the setup for for WrestleMania. So Edge and AJ. Um, yeah, you, you like cool. the pairing for I, WrestleMania? I, I mean, as a match itself, yes, awesome. I mean, it has a, a chance to steal the show. Again, you know, uh, storytelling to see Edge play play more of a heel, I think, is refreshing, and uh, it's it's the big stage. So, uh, I I'm I'm you know I'm not like looking at it like it's a main event type of thing, but I think as a a, a solid, I hope they get like fifteen. You know, I think it could be really good. What what's why did he get so upset? Edge. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, I will. He'll explain next. I I think he will have a very good pro- like Edge is one I I imagine will be one that is not just going to have some giant logic hole. But, yeah. Um. 
in other situations, I would I would question it, but not with it, not with Edge, where I'm sure he's very hands on with, with his program. But it's like the guy was begging for someone to challenge him, and he did, and he got very mad. Well, I mean, I mean, like like uh, like the announcer said, it's like you know, okay, uh, the the WrestleMania fever. It's just it's it's made him crazy. He's he, he's he's been he's been around the block a few times. He's he's done this show a few times. Says he, why why didn't he get this mad when he faced Alberto Del Rio? Well, he he lost last year. Okay, maybe that's why. And he's like, oh, I was too nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. All right. Well, there you go. That was Raw. New match. I guess two new matches for Mania because we got the women's tag title match uh, confirmed on the show as well. A lot of tag matches on this show. Not like I mentioned, like the three men's ones, but you also had uh, the twenty four seven crew having their tag match. You had a six woman tag on this. A lot of multi-person matches on this show. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to put people on the show. So what do we got here? What's the update? Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi. That's official for, or at least for one, for one of the nights. Um, Ray and Dominic versus Miz and Logan Paul is has been announced for night one. And that's uh, it so far. Okay. Do you uh do you look at this as any kind of uh, indication uh if you were to guess about Cody Rhodes that uh, uh, first of all do you do you see a scenario for for Cody Rhodes for WrestleMania this year if let, let's just say okay he's coming in and we got to fit him onto WrestleMania like edges off the board which I thought would be like a really good introduction but mm-hmm. if that's off the table uh what what would your options be if you were given that uh, well, I mean, there's still a wide number of people. We, we've yet to see whether or not Rollins and Owens will actually go ahead and capture the tag titles or be involved as a tag team heading into WrestleMania. So Rollins, I think, is an option. Um, Hanzi is suggesting Cody Hansi versus... would not be a great... <laughs> Hanzi versus... <laughs> Cody versus Drew is, is what Hanzi is suggesting. Um, but, I mean, what do you do with Happy Corbin? You can't have a WrestleMania without Happy Corbin, so... Oh. I don't see that happening. It, it um, seems like Randy, you would tie up with, with Riddle, but you do have that history with with Cody and, and Randy. And let's hope Randy's okay after whatever. Rollins is happened. Rollins is as good a choice as anyone because he is one that you don't see have anything. And um, I, I unless I, unless they do continue with this tag team with with Owens and Rollins, and yeah. they're they're involved in Owens is involved in multiple things. Yeah, I I think it'll be telling, you know, uh, in the weeks to come how how much they exactly view Cody as a draw cuz I think if they care so much to put Vince McMahon on the show to to dig deep and try to get Stone Cold back on the show to try to spur, you know, uh increase ticket sales, uh, I I uh, you know, I I think I think Cody is is a great hand that you can play, but if they choose not to for whatever reason, it it it, may, it might tell you a bit about maybe what how they see him. Uh, nonetheless, I think he'll have some involvement. I think he'll either appear at the show, or like maybe maybe they consider it a, a day after WrestleMania type of appearance. Yeah, I, I'd want to strike while it's hot. I, I wouldn't want to wait for another month before I use him. If he's free and ready to go now, I I think you you want to have him on that show and then positioned heavily coming out of WrestleMania. But anyway. Uh, so that's going to wrap up the show. We are going to be back on Tuesday with both the post-daily news update live at 1 Eastern time and then talk on Tuesday night for all members of the Post Wrestling Cafe. We've got Rewind at Dynamite on Wednesday, Post Pro Res on Thursday night with myself and WH. 
WH has a lot to get off his chest. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, I'll bet yes. he does. It's all just uh, percolating. Fujita, New Japan Cup, everything. I, I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll he'll get some thoughts in his his monthly comparison of Nosawa Rangai and Tajiri. I can't wait. I kind of just sit back and I just let him go. Uh, we we love we love the man in his his uh, optimism. Yeah, uh, and again, everybody, starting on Wednesday, uh, right at tw- ten fifteen p.m. We're going to be going live for everybody with Rewind of Dynamite. That will be a constant for every single one of these shows, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays after the respective wrestling shows have ended. So join us at youtube.com slash post wrestling. Yes, subscribe to the channel. You'll get an alert when we go live. You'll never miss a show. Never miss a word out of our mouth. Uh, So that's it for us. Thanks to everybody for joining us, and we will speak with you on Tuesday.